Welcome to the Bookkeeper's Voice, an informative and entertaining podcast for bookkeepers who love small business. Each week, Amy Hook explores new ideas and shares real-life stories along with inspiring guests from both inside and outside the bookkeeping industry. Every episode will leave you with a fresh perspective along with industry-specific tips and insights to help your business and your clients' businesses thrive. Good morning. Uh, it's actually Will Hook uh, today, uh, not Amy. Uh, I'm hosting this episode of uh, The Bookkeeper's Voice. Uh, so welcome and I hope you enjoy this episode. Um, today I'm going to be speaking about office equipment. I have written about this in our Facebook group. Uh, I'm going to be going over uh, that material. And uh, so why office equipment? Well, if you actually get good quality office equipment, uh, not putting up with things that are just adequate, it will actually improve uh, the job that you do, uh, how you uh, present yourself to your clients, and it will also help you uh, by the end of the day, you won't be feeling uh, frazzled and, and so on. So when you get home uh, to your wife or your husband, your children, pets, whoever, uh, you'll be more fresh and uh, life will just be better, okay? Now, that sounds like a fairly big claim, uh, but if you listen on, uh, you'll, you'll see uh, why I'm saying this and um, what I'm basing it on. Okay, so thank you. So typically, um, uh, office workers work 44 weeks every year and they work about 38 hours uh, every week. So that ends up being uh, 1,672 hours annually. And of course, um, most of us are anticipating working more than one more year in our job. So as you can see, that's actually a lot of time that we spend doing our jobs. So by having good equipment, uh, it will help you to concentrate, uh, to stay fresh, to be able to dive deeper into your problems and also to think uh, laterally about things, think outside the box. Uh, and then um, you'll also be able to go home fresher. So uh, perhaps you work at home already, uh, so you don't have to commute home, but uh, other people uh, do have to commute. And so even when you're driving home, uh, you won't be, you know, frazzled and fried and, you know, if um, someone cuts you off or something unexpected happens, uh, you're already present, you're, you're, you're not depleted, you're not worn out and weary, uh, you've still got reserves left to call on. Um, and then also, like, because you're not coming home uh, exhausted, then you're not going, going to raid the cupboard or the fridge or wherever to you know, give yourself uh, that hit of carbs or sugar or whatever it is to get yourself feeling good again. So uh, as silly as it sounds, by spending money on equipment that works with you and not against you or in spite of you, uh, it, it will actually enhance your life. So... 
uh, yeah, so, so that, that's what this episode's going to be about. I'm going to touch uh, various, um, various different items. So, for example, uh, your chair, uh, your mouse and mouse pad, uh, your keyboard, your monitor or monitors, if you're a, you're a dual monitor kind of a person, or maybe even more than that. Uh, and then there's going to be a couple of other things such as uh, just investing in getting an external hard drive uh, to do backups so that, you know, you're covered in the event of um, an unfortunate loss of uh, data or something like that on your uh, computer. Uh, also, I'm going to quickly mention about uh, 240 volt Ethernet adapters. Uh, and so basically uh, you can plug them into your wall and instead of having uh, Ethernet cables running all through your office or uh, struggling to get a Wi-Fi signal or that kind of a thing, it actually uses the wiring in the wall of your building uh, to carry the internet signal. Uh, and so obviously that's brilliant. It uh, reduces clutter, etc. And then uh, lastly will be uh, webcam. Uh, if you're conducting um, video meetings, that kind of a thing, uh, you and your clients will notice the difference by getting a good quality webcam. And not only is the uh, visual superior, but uh, they have uh, better quality microphones built into uh, many of them as well. So you'll uh, sound more crisp and clear and you will just come across as far more professional. Now, uh, obviously, uh, we do a, a podcast and we have even uh, bought a um, professional grade microphone for recording. Uh, and and you, you'll have experienced the difference when uh, someone's speaking to you uh, over their laptop compared to how I'm sounding at the moment. But uh, for most of you, you won't be doing a podcast or that kind of a thing. So that's why I've left that off. Okay, so uh, I, I have a lot of information and I, I have some notes. So I want to make sure that I uh, cover everything. Yes. Now, so the part of the uh, backstory would be I'm well aware that when people either either they start working from home or uh, they rent a, a literal office, that there's equipment already there. And oftentimes we go, ah, oh, you know, th this will be good enough. This will uh, get the job done, and that's true. But it sort of gets the job done adequately instead of uh, doing an excellent job. So, uh, you know, I know people who they've even bought a nice um, uh, swivel roller chair, but they've had it for such a long time that even after the, um, the bearings have uh, collapsed on it, they still have used it. Um, but instead of being a nice, comfortable chair to sit in, it's more like one of those exercise uh, balls <laughs> that, you know, you uh, sit on to uh, strengthen your abs. Uh, and then... Uh, I know other people, they've, they've inherited um, quite cheap roller chairs and, you know, obviously you can sit on them. Uh, so they're getting the job done. 
but it, they're so flat and hard. Now, obviously those two stories sound a bit funny, but you know, if I know people who have done that, then you probably do too. And you might even be uh, someone who is doing it right now. And so what I'm trying to do is encourage you. Uh, obviously, I don't want you to, you know, rack up some giant credit card debt or anything like that. But I want to, uh, you know, give you a, a sort of a, to encourage you to spend money on equipment that you'll need. I don't want you to, um, you know, be frivolous. Uh, I don't want you to get into debt. I don't want you to buy things that you don't need, but I want you to buy uh, equipment that will actually enhance how you uh, work. It will imp improve uh, your productivity, uh, your well-being, your emotional well-being. And so really it's much more like an investment than uh, an indulgence. Okay. Now, uh, so as I said, um, the, the number that I've come up with is 1,672 hours of office work that uh, a full-time office person would be doing. And so I use that number uh, to offset the cost. So for example, let's say you bought a $300 chair, um, when you divide that by those hours, it ends up being just about 18 cents an hour. Once you realize, uh, and that's just for one year, you know, so most of you are gonna be doing your bookkeeping or consulting or, you know, whatever uh, variation of bookkeeping there is, um, you're gonna be doing that for years. And so once you kind of, uh, zoom out and take that um, big overview and long-term perspective, the money that I'm encouraging you to sensibly spend, uh, if you have the means, it, it, it really is quite small. So as I said, like 18 cents an hour, it's tiny. It really is tiny. Uh, and you will feel a lot better. Okay, so that's, that's sort of the office background of it. Um, for those of you who haven't heard me talk before, uh, I used to be a mechanical fitter. I did my apprenticeship uh, building cherry pickers, insulated cherry pickers uh, for working on power lines. Um, then I progressed to a place that made tree felling equipment. So that was working on uh, like 30 ton excavators and a bulldozer. Um, we'd use overhead cranes. And then I went into factory maintenance uh, and they, the various different factories I worked on. One was a pink bat maker, fiberglass insulation. Another one would make uh, paper rolls and toilet paper. Uh, another one would be a um, chicken abattoir. Another one would be uh, a lamb or sheep abattoir. Uh, and then I've worked at a recycling plant and also a um, cardboard uh, mill. So I've, I've uh, been to all, all different kinds of places. 
And, but one thing that's common to all of them is you're working on concrete and, uh, yeah, basically you'd work at least as many hours as what an office person would, but you'd be on your feet. And so uh, when you're starting out, uh, you know, in the first few months going from a schoolboy or whatever you were doing immediately before your apprenticeship to having to stand up on your feet all day for eight hours, obviously yeah, you'd have smoke on lunchtime, but uh, generally you're on your feet for a few hours at a time and have a little break. Uh, your feet and your uh, calves would really be sore. Uh, and then over time, uh, you got conditioned, and so it was less bad. <laughs> but uh, you would still notice the difference, even though you'd steadily become work-hardened. When you bought uh, a good pair of boots, uh, maybe you bought uh, extra insoles, and you, you know, had some nice thick socks on, it, it felt so good. It felt like you were on pillows. And, uh, and then you were able to do your job without uh, having to fidget your feet around because you were getting achy. So you were in a better mood. Uh, you were able to focus. It's, it's the same thing. It's obviously more dramatic and everyone realises that uh, blue-collar workers have a more physically demanding job and being on concrete all day is hard. But why I'm sharing that is actually when you're uh, sitting at your desk for eight hours a day, uh, you are also using your body uh, to be able to interface your brilliant brain with the software, uh, whatever, whatever that is, whether it's accounting software or, you know, spreadsheets, what have you. And it all gets done through uh, your body and through the uh, peripherals or the things that you plug into your computer to get it done. So uh, whilst uh, you may not be swinging a big hammer or um, standing on concrete all day, uh, your body is actually working. And so by having good equipment, you take that strain or reduce that strain uh, from working and you're able to perform at a higher level in a better mode. And it, it's, it's, just, it's just great. So obviously I've tried to say the same thing a few different ways to try and get my point across but it's definitely worth investing in. Okay, so uh, with that uh, background, uh, I'm gonna move on and uh, speak about chairs. So if you noticed before I said $300 for a chair, yes, that's, a, that's pretty much what we paid uh, for our chairs at, um, at the Savvy Bookkeeper. Uh, and we bought ours from Officeworks. Now I'll be putting in uh, links to the literal products uh, that we've bought. Uh, we actually spent $2.97. <laughs> uh, and um, yeah, so these chairs, uh, they're really nice, nice and padded. You can tip them forwards. Now, 
I took my seat forward. So I'm actually sort of spilling out of my seat a little bit. This makes me sit up straight, uh, engage my core, gives me better posture um, and keeps me more alert. Now, oh, and, and so I also notice um, some people, when they go for a good chair, they get the, uh, the racing style. Now, uh, if that's working for you, that's excellent. For me, I actually found that um, that took me in the wrong direction because the racing style can't tip forwards and it actually um, sort of dips backwards. And so that, that sort of encouraged me to not uh, have an active core. And so I'd be slumping. But then, of course, my shoulders are further away from the keyboard than what they ought to be. And so then I'd be uh, straining my shoulders. So um, whilst that kind of a seat might work for you, and it might be really good if you're playing on a video games console and you've got the little controller in your hand, for me, for doing uh you know, keyboard and mouse work, I actually, uh, yeah, that, that wasn't good for me. So I, I just thought I'd share my experience in that. And also with this chair, you know, so obviously it's height adjustable. Uh, you can uh, change the tilt of the back. Uh, yeah, and it's really worth it. And as, and as I said before, it works out to be about 18 cents an hour, which is negligible. So with your chair, uh, do you feel good by the end of the day or do you feel um, worn out? Or is it even worse than that? Are you not even lasting till the end of the day before you're all fidgety? Is it by mid-morning? Uh, if that's the case, uh, maybe it's time to upgrade your chair. Uh, and, and another thing is, uh, even if you've spent quite a bit of money on chairs, even recently, if they're not the right chair for you, uh, don't hold on to it. Don't let that uh, mental block stop you from going back to the drawing board. Um, you know, like if, um, well, Okay, so I, I know that ladies sometimes buy shoes that aren't very good for them and they wear them for an occasion, like maybe an evening, and then when they're done, <laughs> they throw them in their cupboard and they're like, oh, well, I'm never wearing that again. And I looked really nice for the occasion. I can understand that. But if you had to wear those shoes all the time, there's no way you'd do that to yourself. It's the same thing with if you've bought a chair, even if it's expensive, if it doesn't work for you, don't put up with it. Go back to Officeworks or wherever, uh, you know, whatever store you got, get yours from and sit in it and get one that you feel really good about. You're like, oh man, well, I feel like I'm a boss when I'm sitting in one of these. I feel really good about it. it it will really change you. Okay, now the next topic would be um, mouse and mouse pad. So obviously, um, 
computers have come a long way and instead of you know typing in commands on our keyboard we have the lovely uh, mouse uh, to interact with the screen but they're not all created equal uh, and you need I believe you need to uh, spend time and get the one that works uh, best for you. Uh, I currently have a wired mouse. Uh, that's what I prefer. I don't like uh, messing around with batteries. I don't like bothering to dispose of batteries or thinking, oh, what's happening to my mouse? Like, what's happening? Oh, uh, running low on charge. I just like the convenience of having it plugged in. Now, of course, that means I have a cable to contend with. So uh, you've got to pick what works best for you. But then also, um, not only do you have wired and wireless, but that you've got simple mice, you've, you know, left click, right click and the scroll wheel. But then you've also got ones with extra buttons uh, and you can program those buttons. So, uh, and I assume that I'm fairly typical in this regard. Uh, I've got a Logitech mouse and it's uh, programmable. So on one of the buttons I have uh, copy, another one I've got paste, another one I've got uh, backspace, and on another one I've got enter. So I can, uh, without taking my hand off the mouse, I can do some keyboard things, which is very handy because I do a lot of uh, what I've just described, copy pasting, uh, deleting and entering. So that speeds up my workflow. Uh, now, mine's still a traditional mouse. It's just got extra functionality attached to it. Uh, but then you've got uh, an ergonomic mouse. So if you, um, if you get a feeling of like carpal tunnel, uh, like an achiness in your wrist, obviously you should uh, speak to your GP about that, but that they do make uh, ergonomic mice, which are larger, uh, and also some of them are actually upright. So instead of your wrist being tilted over, it's uh, in, a, in the vertical plane, and that takes a load and a strain off of you. So, um, yeah. We've all still got to earn a, earn a living. And so uh, if you need to buy equipment that um, works around perhaps having a soreness in your body, then do that. And then uh, there's a couple of other ones, um, like a trackpad. Uh, it's kind of like what would be on your laptop, but it's a bigger one uh, and it's uh, independent. Um, Apple makes one of those. And also there's the Ergo Ball mouse. Now I've used both of these and I found that they were noticeably slower. Uh, so I thought I'd, one, mention that they existed and two, that I, that I didn't, I actually found that they slowed down my workflow. But for someone else, they might be the trick but you've never heard of them or thought to investigate them.
Okay, so I'm just looking through my notes here. Yep, so, uh, and then um, obviously what goes with the mouse, but a mouse pad. So I have a giant mouse pad. And what that allows me to do, not only does it let me do big sweeping strokes across my screen, uh, but it also lets me flop the mouse pad over the edge of the desk. So instead of me uh, resting my forearm on the corner of the desk and sort of denting myself and restricting blood flow and all that kind of a thing, it's uh, much more gentle. And so I'm not uh, fatiguing myself with that. And so uh, it is a like a... Uh, for a video gaming grade, so I, like that's higher than office grade. Um, it's non-slip, the top's quite smooth, uh, and I bought that for uh, $50. And yeah, you might say, oh, that, that's quite a, a lot. Well, this is gonna last years, and once again, uh, just keep you that much fresher. On to the uh, next topic, a full-size keyboard. Now, I probably don't have to tell bookkeepers how important it is not only to have a full-size keyboard, but to have one with uh, the number pad in there. Uh, keying in data is way faster having that little extra bit than uh, being stuck with the numbers that are above uh, all the letters. But, so not only do you need to aim for that kind of level, but there's different quality. Now, uh, we had a, uh, well, we've still got it, we've got a, a MacBook Pro uh, 2014. Uh, it's been a very good machine, uh, but so even though it's a 15 inch laptop, which is fairly large by laptop standards, it doesn't have uh, the delete key. It's got backspace, but it doesn't have delete and it doesn't have the number pad. And so it's uh, noticeably slower when you're doing uh, that kind of um, work because it doesn't have it. So if uh, you do happen to be a laptop user, if your laptop doesn't have a large keyboard, and it's missing those keys, I would certainly encourage you to buy a, an external uh, keyboard and plug it in. Uh, my one is wired and uh, that's what I recommend. I don't really like batteries. I think they're, yeah, I, I, I find there's more downside than upside, um, but whatever you choose, you will speed up your workflow and you will give yourself better spacing in your shoulders uh, by investing in a decent keyboard. And they're not actually that expensive. Um, now, just looking at my notes once again. Yes. Um, so I would encourage you to get a full-size one uh, with a number pad. Also, then you've got um, 
having made that choice, you've got a choice of do I get a, an ergonomic one or do I get a flat one? Now, uh, Amy uses the Apple one that's flat. I it feel I just can't get used to it. And I've got the, um, the Microsoft ergonomic one. Now, Amy, she's like a machine gun type. She's really fast, but she doesn't like the Microsoft ergonomic one. Um, because she's, you know, so trained on having a regular keyboard, she actually finds the curve in the keyboard throws her out. Whereas when I'm typing on her keyboard, I feel um, like it's draining my hands and it's just too flat for me. So this is, these are, this is one of those things where you have to go into the stores and, you know, have a play with them. Is the uh, keystroke travel uh, too little? In that case, you need a deeper one. Um, does it feel too flat for you? Uh, I mentioned that I've got the ergonomic one and it's got about maybe 10 centimetres of um, wrist rest that I can lean my hands on. So I'm not uh, tilting my hands back. My hands are, um, I guess, in a horizontal and neutral position. So I find that a lot less fatiguing. Now, obviously, Amy's... Uh, a lot more conditioned than me because uh, she's always been uh, an office worker. But uh, if you find yourself getting tired, maybe that's something uh, to consider. Okay. And now, of course, you have to see what you're doing, which brings us to the monitor section. Now, uh, we, uh, we have... Uh, iMacs, we have the 27 inch 5K iMac. And uh, what we were doing, well, Amy was working off of the 15 inch uh, MacBook Pro that I was talking about. And so when we first got this uh, iMac home, uh, it was, well, it got delivered. Uh, it was amazing. It's like, whoa just so much uh, real estate of screen. And then uh, the quality of the screen was really high. Like it was just really nice. Uh, and so, so we've, after we were so impressed with the first one, we've bought subsequent ones. Having a nice big screen will make it easier for you to do the work, uh, to be able to, uh, switch tasks between different jobs, whether it's for a different client or various different jobs for the one client. Uh, and obviously having a nice, bright, clear screen just makes it so much easier. So you're not, you know, squinting and straining to see what's going on. Uh, and I, I, can, I can tell you that there is a difference because uh, before I met Amy, I had a little 13-inch MacBook. And then when she bought the 15-inch MacBook, it's like, whoa, this is amazing. And then when we went to the 27-inch iMac, like, we were blown away. So we have, we have literally experienced uh, an increase in size and 
it does make a difference. So obviously uh, we make websites uh, as well as uh, Amy doing bookkeeping work. Um, so, you know, making websites, you, it, it's a visual job. And so having a big screen certainly helps with that. But, you know, you don't want to be squinting and sort of looking at a blurry screen, trying to figure out uh, about, you know, when you're working in zero or looking at a Excel spreadsheet or trying to figure out stuff in Airtable or that kind of thing. You, you know, you want room. And by having a big screen, you do that. Now, I've never been a dual monitor uh, kind of a person, um, but I've, I've never needed to be. So uh, if you, if, 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 that's, if that's what's going to work for you, uh, do it. What you do need to make sure is the computer that you've got can actually run uh, the size of monitors that you have. Um, so speak with your, you know, your IT guy or um, Officeworks or Centercom is the store that we buy some computer stuff from. Uh, so you'll need to know the specifications of your computer, what the uh, CPU is, and also what the GPU is. The GPU is the graphics processing unit. So that uh, your machine will actually be able to run all the extra pixels. So you can't just get a giant screen and have, you know, a 2008 computer and expect it to run it. So uh, that's something to be mindful of. Now, once you've got this extra real estate, you'll, you'll just be really glad. It'll just make it easier. But uh, other information is uh, the refresh, refresh rate. So that's how often the uh, information on the screen updates. Um, if you, like basically you'd want something that's 60 hertz or 60 times per second, you don't need one that's faster than that for office working. Um, and then also you'd want to know uh, the energy consumption. So you, you don't want to take my advice, buy this lovely screen and then find it makes a dramatic increase in your energy consumption. So a lot of screens are more energy efficient now. Uh, there's uh, LED ones, but that's uh, another piece of information that you would have to take into account uh, when you're doing your research. All right. Yes, and of course, resolution. So um, back in the day, they went to HD or high definition, and that's actually 720, um, 720p. Uh, then they went to full HD, which is 1080p. Now I can, I can tell, and I don't have uh, laser eye, eyesight, but I can tell full HD, I can see some graininess in it. So uh, Apple has come up with, and it's just a marketing term, the retina screen. And basically from 
what Apple deems is the appropriate distance from the screen compared to the size of the screen, they're saying that you won't see graininess. So for example, on a iPhone, you're gonna, you might even have that um, a foot from your face, for example. Whereas your desktop, your iMac, it's gonna be two feet from your face. So that means that the uh, iPhone has to have more pixels because uh, the closer it gets, the more you, you can see these little dots. So an iPhone has more pixels per you know, square centimetre than what your uh, desktop computer would. So what you want to do is have at least above what Apple's saying is um, retina quality so that you the screen seems to be perfectly smooth to you. And you just love looking at it. It makes a difference. <laughs> and uh, thank you, Notes. Yes, the uh, last part was about height. Now, a downside about the iMacs is they're not actually height adjustable. Um, so I'm six feet tall, which isn't it isn't really that tall. Like it's, I, I couldn't make a uh, basketball career with my athleticism and height. Um, and yet with something that's quite a, you know, it's a well-known and uh, there's many people who have an iMac, it's got no height adjustment. So <laughs> I've resorted to the old faithful uh, stick a couple of books underneath it a couple of hardback books and that's get, uh, lifted it up about maybe, I don't know, eight to 10 centimetres. And that stops me from, you know, looking down as if I'm uh, wearing a pair of half frame glasses for those of you who know what those are, you know, like looking down my nose at the screen. You want the screen in front of your face, not in front of your um, uh, torso, I suppose. So um, other manufacturers of monitors, they ha have better height adjustment. Apple doesn't have any, That's a, that is a knocker on them. Uh, and also you could even do a wall mounted or a pole mounted um, setup for your monitors. So uh, for example, at Centrelink, they've actually got pole mounted monitors um, so they've invested in having it so that you can slide it up and down uh, obviously that's a bit more technical than pulling a monitor out of out of a box um, but if that's going to help you you can go to that trouble yourself or perhaps uh, the company who sells them has a technician or maybe someone who you know um, and is handy could do that kind of a thing for you. Okay. Yeah. So with, with all these things, with the seat, with the mouse, with the mouse pad, keyboard and monitor, once you get those things right, it's just going to make your life easier. So that, that's, a, that's about it for that 
kind of a thing. Now, the next um, item that I'd like to cover would be um, the Ethernet adapter. So I mentioned them. Uh, what you do is you plug them into the uh, wall. Uh, so you have your modem. Let's say you have one end of your house is where your uh, internet comes into the house. and Maybe you have your modem there. Then you go from the modem to the ethernet adapter and that's plugged into the your 240 volt outlet. Then at the other end of your house where your office might be, uh, you would have the, the um, buddy ethernet adapter. You plug that into the wall, then run an ethernet cable from that to your desktop computer. And you would be able to it, like it's the same as having a cable run the whole length of your house, except you don't have something that you or your children or animals would be tripping over uh, if your ethernet cable was on the floor. And also you wouldn't um, have to have it blue tacked all up and around the walls and around the door frames and all that kind of a thing. So it makes it much neater. Uh, so I, I bought ours for uh, $78 uh, from uh, Officeworks and they're really good. So um, it, it does make a difference. So if you're uh, renting, uh, you, you won't be able to uh, pay for a guy to run cables through your wall. Uh, and even if you're not renting, but you're living or working in a place that's got brick or concrete walls, that's going to be really prohibitive. So, you know, if you had um, a regular house, maybe you could you could get an electrician to run cables through your walls. But if you've got concrete, uh, that's just that's just going to get messy and expensive. And um, then the other good part of getting these ethernet cables out the way is you don't have to rely on Wi-Fi. So uh, Wi-Fi is not as fast and it's more intermittent than an ethernet cable and uh, it uses more power. Um, and then, yeah, as I said, if, you, if you're in a brick building or a concrete building, uh, you can't actually get the signal through anyway. Whereas if there's uh, electric cables through your building, then you can get you can get internet. So they're actually really cool, um, like a really neat idea. And whoever came up with it and made it work, they're very clever. And I use them and recommend them. Uh, so obviously that won't apply for everyone, but for those people who need it, uh, I encourage you to have a look at it. And now um, backups. So everyone knows that they should do it, but uh, knowing doesn't get it done, you actually have to do it. Now, if you ever engage uh, an IT guy for services, uh, he will routinely say, so have you got backups? Or 
you know, do you have the ability to take backups of your hard drive, etc.? Uh, it's just common practice that this is what they're going to tell you to do because so no one thinks they're ever going to have their hard drive or solid state drive uh, die. They don't think they're ever going to make a mistake or get hacked or etc etc but it happens. Uh, these days you can buy external hard drives uh, for cheap. You can get something like 1,000, uh, sorry, one terabyte, two, three terabyte uh, external hard drives for, you know, 80, 100, maybe, maybe $200. Now, that's a few hours of work, but the amount of time it will save you by having everything backed up in case something does go wrong. And also the stress that you won't feel because you've got a backup. It's, it's very much worth it. So we pay hundreds of dollars every year for car insurance, house insurance, etc. Uh, getting an external hard drive is a fraction of that cost and they do last for years. And you literally have that peace of mind on your desk so like please <laughs> uh, just go out and buy it and use it now uh, we as I said we use apples so they have a neat little uh, program called time machine and you just plug it in it takes a backup of your hard drive and then uh, at whatever time increment uh, you set it for it then has a look at uh, any new updates that you've done, like any work you've done, etc., and it saves the difference. So it, it doesn't re-save everything again. It just saves the new parts. I don't know anything about Windows. Uh, I don't know how to do uh, backups and restorations on that. I'm sure there's uh, many guides, but your first step is actually uh, getting a piece of hardware, the external hard disk drive, to do it. Uh, and even if you just uh, <laughs> even if you don't bother uh, getting up to speed on how to do it and maintain it, just just grab it, plug it in, and do a complete copy across of everything that you've got. So at the very least, from you know. This day in April, you've got everything up to that point saved. All right, so that's just a starting point, and you will save yourself a lot of time and you will uh, reduce your IT guy's bill if you've got an IT guy. Uh, you know, obviously, if you're already engaging his services, he will have told you to do this, but if you have to call up an IT guy and go, oh, Mr. IT guy, my hard drive's crashed. If you've at least got a copy, even if it's an old one, that's just going to make it so much easier for him. So I really encourage that. And then the last thing is uh, the webcam. The uh, last thing is the webcam. So if you are doing uh, video calls with people, um, 
basically the uh, the camera in your whether it's on your iPad, your phone, uh, your well, actually phones are quite good these days. But I assume, so I shouldn't have said phone, I'm wrong there. But uh, on your desktop or your laptop, they are typically quite underpowered. They will be HD, which I mentioned before, they'll be that 720 uh, pixels. So that's, that's low quality, because remember I told you I could see, I can see the difference. I can see that 1080, which is full HD, is uh, not very good quality. And not only are they low resolution, but the amount of light that they let in is very small. Now, if you've done any kind of uh, photography, even just um, messing around with your phone, you will know that uh, if you go outside uh, during the day and it's sunny, almost any phone will take a really good quality photo. Uh, any of the modern phones, it's like, oh, wow, pretty good job. Thanks, little phone. But as soon as you take a photo in low light, or if you take it inside and you've got uh, fluorescent lighting, for example, your terrific photo that you took in the daytime becomes absolutely crummy. And so it's not just the amount of pixels or the resolution that it takes the image at, but it's the ability to capture light uh, that's very important. And so, uh, with a digital camera, if, you, if you've got a good quality one, their uh, lens is just gonna be so much bigger and allow so much more lighting than what your phone can. It's the same with your uh, desktop or laptop. They're just, they're adequate. It's like a box that the manufacturers ticked so that, you know, when you know, John Smith goes to the store and goes, oh, does it have a webcam? The guy can go, yes, this brand has a webcam. And you go, ooh, I'll get one. Okay, so it's adequate. Now, there's nothing wrong with adequate, but as you're a professional, you're wanting your clients to go, ooh, you know, this person's <laughs> more than adequate. You know, they, this person's abundant. They're doing a good job. Uh, yeah, like basically I can, I'm in good hands with this person. They, uh, they're not just scrimping, <laughs> okay? And uh, the other part of what I said about the lighting, obviously you need a big lens or a bigger lens than the little dot cameras that uh, come as the default. If you're taking video calls, you'll, you will want to have at least a lamp, and maybe one on either side, uh, that you can turn on during your call so that uh, you're not getting uh, like essentially a black face in the video call. Uh, so you'll, so if, and again, going back to photography, whenever uh, someone takes a photo, um, and there's a source of light behind them. So I'm sure we've all done it. I certainly have. You take a photo and you can't see the person's face. They're just like a black 
shadow or silhouette and behind them, you can see what's behind them, it's all lit up, but their face is all dark. And yet you could clearly see their face. Well, uh, that's because the camera, uh, the software in the camera says focus on the light because that's what a camera is. The photo part of the photograph is the light. Graph is picture, so it's a light picture. So you need light to make it happen. Now, on your phone, there'll be something called HDR. That is high dynamic range. And what that does, it actually takes a whole set of photos and merges them together. So it takes photos of the background, which has uh, got lots of light. But then it also takes photos of your dark face, but with the lens wider open, because that lets more light in. And then it combines the two, so it actually changes it from being a light background and a dark face to light background and light face. So that's what your phone can do when you press the HDR button. Uh, but your uh, desktop's built-in camera probably doesn't have that functionality. So by buying a webcam, you solve the issues of, of having a black face, but buying lamps is still useful. And, and you might not use them all day, but just when you're on a video call and you just click your lights on, get a bit of light on your face, and then your client can see you. Okay, well, I think that's about it for today. Um, obviously, that was a lot of talking from me and a lot of information. Um, I suppose it wasn't, it's not going to be everyone's cup of tea. Uh, it's a bit different from what you normally talk about. And it was quite uh, information heavy. Um, but I hope that some people have found it useful uh, and would uh, consider uh, investing. I was about to say treat themselves, but that, that's really not the right way of thinking would actually um, invest in themselves and in their business and get some good quality equipment uh, that will make their work life better and improve the quality of their life as a result. Okay, so uh, thank you for your time. Thank you for anyone who's listened all the way to the end and uh, all the links will be uh, in the appropriate spot and I hope you have a lovely day. Thank you very much and bye-bye. Thank you for listening to The Bookkeeper's Voice. We'll be back next week, so subscribe to future episode notifications. Do you want to be more efficient? Get instant access to our free template of the month. Visit thesavvybookkeeper.com.au slash freebie. Would you love to connect with other Savvy Bookkeepers to get support and ideas? Join the Savvy Bookkeeper Facebook group. Do you need help with pricing, marketing, web design or business planning? Visit thesavvybookkeeper.com.au to see our services. Until next time, stay savvy.